hello and welcome to GYSB Talks. Get your sexy back talks with host Carla Palmer. That's me. Welcome to another episode. This is the number one podcast for women 50 plus who want to elevate to their next level of optimal living. Here at GYSB Talks, we focus on a holistic approach to wellness, physically, mentally, financially, spiritually, emotionally, and in relationships. I am so happy and oh so grateful that you are here with us today and every week. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, and today we have a really fun episode. We are talking with Elia Wahlberger. She is the founder and chef at Feed Your Sister. She helps busy, hungry humans, the ones who find mealtime a constant struggle, transform their daily cooking experiences into something easy and fun. Before discovering the magic of modern meal prep, her clients often experience a never-ending cycle of mealtime mania. Through her signature coaching program, Modern Meal Prep, and her virtual prep and party membership, her clients feel energized, less stressed, excited, and prepared with their newfound meal prep habits and cooking skills that help them reclaim mealtime mania forever. The result? They reclaim mealtime control, find joy in the kitchen, and nourish themselves and their families with ease. So today we're going to be talking about savoring success, meal prep guide for today's busy women. Elia, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Carla. I'm so excited to be here. As you know, I, pro- I love talking about food and meal prep, so this is going to be a fun conversation. It is. You know, I, when I think about meal prep, uh, sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed. I have tried it myself and have been, uh, I've been unsuccessful in sustaining the whole meal prep thing. But what I want people to take away from this episode is that they can do meal prep. They can be successful at it. And that it's really important. It's an important part of self-care. And I think people don't often connect the two. And with GYSB movement, get your sexy back, right? It's an overall approach to living well and to leveling up in areas that are going to help us to live our best lives. And meal prep is one of the ways that we're going to be able to do that and pass down these habits to our children or our nieces and nephews or those people who are important in our lives. So I'm glad that you're here. Uh, let's talk about why you started this business and how long you've been doing it. Um, yeah. So I am a former preschool teacher actually. Um, so that's where my career started, but, um, about seven or so years ago, I started cooking for one family in New York city as like a personal chef. And, people started referring me to more and more families. And so that's kind of where I started the in-home meal prepping, which I've been doing now since then. And my coaching business started about three years ago, um, more so after the pandemic. But during the pandemic, I realized that a lot of people living in New York City or elsewhere um, really started collecting a lot of stuff for their pantries and, you know, food during the pandemic. And everyone was left with so much food 
And I really got into meal prepping during the pandemic when I couldn't get, a, you know, easy access to food at any moment. So that's kind of where it began. And um, yeah, that's really where like the coaching part began. Um, so I just became super passionate about helping people like learn the modern way and the modern approach to meal prepping so that it was fun, easier, less stressful, and where they can start using the stuff that, that was already in their pantry while also saving money and getting back time in their busy lives. Where, where does the title come from? The name of your So name? that's actually a funny story. So before I started cooking for anyone, I had a blog in 2010 um, called Feature Sister. And the name came from uh, my sister who likes to do different accents and stuff. And we were all in, on a road trip and um, my family's Jewish. So, you know, she kind of put the like grandma accent on and, and I think I had like some baked cake or something that I was, oh, I'm always feeding people. Like I'm a food pusher kind of like if I make something, I'm like, try it, try it, try it. So she said, feed your sister. And then it just kind of like caught on from there and it became like, yeah. A funny joke now in my family. It's a funny story. It's sweet yeah. though. It's very sweet. Um, so when it comes to meal prep, like what are some of the com common challenges that you hear from women who have tried it or they're afraid to try it, their anxiety field? What, what are some of the common challenges you hear about that? Yeah. So I think a lot of challenge comes from decision fatigue. Um, since a lot of us are very busy throughout the day, throughout the week. If you have a family, you're even more busy. But if you're, you know, just a working professional, life can get crazy. And no, a lot of people don't know where to start to begin to look for recipes or, or meal prep inspiration that doesn't become like an overwhelming, dreaded scroll through Instagram or on Google. Like you can get lost on Pinterest. There's just so much out there and it becomes like clutter. And, um, so I think that that's a really big pain point for my clients, just making the decision what's for dinner. Um, and I think meal prep obviously, you know, helps that and supports it because you have to make a plan. And so when you have a plan, then you know, what's for dinner and it's just like that maybe the execution part or the rewarming part or however, whatever kind of meal prepper you are, but. I think that's a huge issue is the decision fatigue, just not knowing where to look. And then the other piece is perhaps the confidence in the kitchen, you know, depending on how much experience you have, obviously will determine how much joy and ease you'll find in the kitchen. If you, you know, if you have experience, but if you're a totally novice cook, I think that it can be really tricky and overwhelming um, and anxiety provoking for sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm one of those people. I've tried some recipes and really messed them mm -hmm. up. Um, I'm like, how can you not get this? This seems so simple. It looks nothing like the picture. I'm sure it tastes nothing like the picture. <laughs> um, and then you just get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to keep my basics. So I'm one of those people who I probably know how to make about five or six mm -hmm. meals when it comes to dinner. And I just kind of eat the same thing over and over. And I, I, I say I'm okay with it, but then I look at my 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 budget, like my spending on eating out, and I'm like, are you really okay with it? Because this is saying something different. Right. 
This is saying the total opposite. So I know that I'm a person who really needs to put some strategies into place and get some meals together that I really am excited about and feel, like you said, confident in the kitchen, confident about making these things. Tell tell us about um, your prep and party yeah. and what, what that looks like and, and how that can really be a good starter point for somebody who wants to get in this process of meal prep. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say prep and party is like the perfect place to sort of get your meal prep feet wet. Um, if you're a novice cook or you need like that step-by-step direction to cook a new recipe or to feel good about cooking a new recipe, that's exactly what we're going to do once a month at prep and party. It's a virtual basically a two hour virtual class where we meal prep a whole menu together. So from a breakfast idea to something that you could have for lunch to a few dinner ideas that you can mix and match, you're always going to learn either a new technique or a new recipe or a new version of a recipe, let's say rice. So whether it's sushi rice or coconut rice or cilantro lime rice, You might know the basic, but then you kind of add on. So, and everything will be taught, you know, step-by-step by by me. And you are in a community of all like-minded people. And I even do office hours before the party and after the party on Friday and Wednesday to help you bridge the gap from having meal prep to being on your own the following week. And also before to kind of Make it um, very unique to you, the menu, because I don't believe in one size fits all meal plans usually. And because of the whole decision fatigue, it's why I've decided to do a meal plan. But I really wanted people to have the option to make it their own. So at office hours, you can come ask for substitutions, allergy questions. Um, Even if you don't like seafood, like what can you replace? And like, I'll provide you with everything you'll need to do that section maybe during the prepping party on your own, but I'll be there to support you through that. So you get the confidence, you get the new variety of recipes, and then you're able to do it maybe on your own, or you can watch the replay and do it on your own again, and you just practice. And then next, every month is like a new menu. So it's really fun and I'm super excited about it. It it sounds great. What do you do for people, you know, who want that that protein source but they're they're vegan? Um, so I typically would suggest, I mean, I guess it depends on the meal, but um for instance, you know, we're doing an orange chicken uh recipe. Um, so the first party is in September. So we're doing an orange chicken recipe. Let's say you don't eat chicken, you can do it with shrimp, you could do it with tofu, um, maybe you do it you just keep it veggies like edamame and some other protein sources. Um, But yeah, there's always like something you can do, whether it's a different protein or adding more vegetables. Um, There's definitely a lot of supplemental ideas that I have depending on, you know, the recipe. This is so great. So they get the meal ahead of time, right? What it's going to be and the things that they need to get from the grocery store. And then your office hours allows them to come in before they go to the grocery store to customize and it. say, hey, you know, I see being on Sunday instead of this, what can I right. get? And then that way they come on Sunday prepared to make it their exactly. own. Exactly. Or, or if they say like, oh, I see you have, uh, I mean, a lot of people, typically 
if you have an ingredient at home that you think is similar, but you're a novice cook and you might not know like, oh my God, if I use this instead of, you know, Dijon mustard and I use honey mustard, like, is it going to change my recipe? You might be scared to do that recipe without even a thought. But if you have me on the other end, you can ask those questions, feel confident that like your recipe is going to turn out great and you'll get to feed your family a delicious new meal where you didn't have to spend extra money on, you know, other ingredients that you don't need. Oh, that makes sense. I love that. How many people are typically, is this on your Zoom? Yeah, so it's Zoom. Um, well, we have, so I have, I offer a membership, which right now we have nine members, um, all people signed up for September through next August. And so it's a 12 month membership, but you can drop in to the class and you could also still get a membership, like a prorated membership. So it's very flexible. It's, you know, for anyone who wants to get their feet wet, who's ready to get introduced to some new recipes that are easy enough to make throughout the week or meal prep, you know, ahead of time. And then you get like really free coaching with me to ask all your questions like twice a month, essentially. Yeah. And do you, when, when women are in there, they come from all different, like some of them are married, some of them are single, yep. some of them have children. And so when you think about the amounts of food that they're going to be making, they just need to be the judge of that. Exactly. Like, so how much of this do I Yeah. And so that's another thing at office hours, they could ask me like, Hey, I have a big family. We have six kids. Um, the menu, I, the meal plan I send out is for about four people or like two and you have leftovers. So again, it depends on your family, but again, that's why meal plans don't work for everybody because they're so, people are so different. You have different size families, different diets. Um, so that's why it's really hard to set up a meal plan for the masses, you know? Mm -hmm. So your, your goal really is to show them how this can be done, whether they have you or not. So if somebody just wanted to drop in for one class, they could learn mm -hmm. a lot from that one session. And then do you also talk about food storage yeah. and the types of containers? Okay. Yeah. So, so let's talk about food storage. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, so a lot of my, what I teach my clients, especially in the coaching program, modern meal prep is all about sort of like daily routines and weekly routines that you kind of need to do with your fridge or with the food that's prepped in your fridge. And one of them is really decluttering the fridge and getting organized and the best way to do that is to use all clear glass. I prefer glass, but you can do plastic too. Um, containers. And I also really love silicone food grade uh, reusable bags called stasher bags. So between the glass containers, jars that I upcycle and the, the stasher bags, that's how I store all my food. Um, okay. And I always tell my clients, like, always be condensing. So when you have a big, let's say, pasta dish, and then you eat most of it for dinner and there's a little bit left, like don't leave it all in that big container. It's taking up space in your mind, in your visual space, like clutter. You open the fridge, you see clutter, right? Like a lot of takeout containers and things like that. We want it to be peaceful and nice to look at and beautiful so that you feel good about, you know, the food that you're eating or the choices that you're making. Um, and it's inviting. So I'm really big on like organizing the fridge. I think it makes a really big difference. And it also helps your produce last longer too, if it's, you know, has its own space and things like that. 
Mm-hmm. The, are the stasher bags for the refrigerator or for the freezer? Because, you know, I, I saw one of the videos <laughs> that you made and I was like, oh, I know people who do that. And I used to do this and I don't anymore. But putting the foil on top <laughs> of like, the sausage, <laughs> or, like the turkey. Yeah, it's just freezer. Yeah. Bag. And I, there have been times when I've made it bef- anyway. And I don't know if that is even healthy. Yeah, I mean... I can't speak to the healthy part of it. I, I freezer burn, like I'm sure it didn't taste very good, but the stasher bags I use like throughout my whole kitchen from, you know, cutting up vegetables for the next day, uh, to, for bringing, like to bring with me to work for snack or kids love them. They're different colors. You can write on them. I use them for the freezer. They freeze like nice and flat. So they're, I could stand them up and they're like organized. I could label them. Um, I use them for decanting. You could even like cook in them or bake in them, steam in them. Cause they're oven safe, microwave safe, dishwasher safe. They're, they're like awesome. They're a little, little on the pricey side up front. Oh, I would think so. yeah. yeah. But on the flip side, I haven't bought, like I've maybe bought three boxes of Ziploc bags in the last seven years. Like I have so many stasher bags that I don't have to, you know, I never run out or, you know, I, I just, I just think it's such a great way to say like help the planet too. And they're so versatile. So you're saying glass containers for your food storage. And I, I heard that that helps keep your food uh, fresh long. Yeah. Not well, the sure, air, the air, the air. Like air. Yeah. And then you're saying mason jars. I love mason jars. And the stasher bags. Stasher bags. And also just like upcycle jars too. Like jelly jars are great. Uh, like Rayo's pasta jars I have. Little like caper jars. The best pasta sauce. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I love when I can put something in like a little jar, like it makes me happy. So for me, you know, that's like what I love. Like I love everything organized and in little jars. But um for you, it could be, you know, as simple as just having clear Tupperware. Like if I do ever bring home like a doggy bag from a restaurant or something, I don't leave it like wrapped up in that. I, I transfer it to something else. One, so it feels like elevated. And so like I want to eat it maybe like for the leftovers. Because how many times do you have just leftovers sitting and nobody eats it? Probably because yeah. nobody knows what's inside and it dries up or whatever. Like so if you preserve it or you could freeze it or... You know, you end up eating it because you make it a priority. Whatever's like in front of your face that's cooked, you have to prioritize that first to eat, right? Before you make something new. So it helps you just keep order in the fridge, like cycling through the food as well. Those are great tips. I love that. Um, So when, okay, so go to things that we should have either, you know, condiments, uh, seasonings, things like that, the, the staples that we should have in order to make a lot of different meals, like have more variety. What would you say some of the top? Okay. So if you have like, let's say nothing, you're like, you know, starting from scratch, definitely olive oil, a good olive oil, salt and pepper. I love Redmond salt or flaky salt, just like really good salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, classic maybe like a paprika smoked or sweet and then like maybe a green of sorts like either dried parsley or italian seasoning or something that takes and then a vinegar 
probably maybe apple cider vinegar to start or red wine. And then, you know, I think like staples like a rice or some sort of grain is great to have. Maybe like a bean or chickpea can, uh, maybe some tuna. I have actually in my ebook, I have like a pantry list and um, a Mm. freezer staples, like stuff I like to keep in my freezer and stuff that I keep in my pantry generally. Um, Okay. So, yeah, and I can definitely give you the link for that. Yeah, please do. Yeah, but, I mean, again, it depends on, like, what kind of person you are, what kind of food you like to eat. Like, you know, if you're not somebody who likes salad and, like, grilled vegetables or, like, roasted vegetables – you know, maybe you're more protein heavy. Like, do you need all those things? I don't, you know, it just depends on like what you're eating um, or what you want to eat. But generally I always have like eggs and some canned goods, some pasta, you know, like the general things I would say. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, do you have certain things that you recommend? So if somebody's going to be joining your meal uh, prep party, Are there certain things that they should have, like a cast iron skillet or a rice cooker or an air fryer? Are some of those things necessary in order for people to do well in your in your course or your membership program? No. So I think really the basics, again, like sheet pans to to roast on. But if you don't have that, an air fryer would work. Cast iron would work. I mean, I've cooked in people's kitchens with just like the microwave ceramic plate and put that in the oven like you know, we can make it work or we can do it in a, um, generally like I, in the ingredient list, I say like what you need, but it's nothing, I'm not making air fryer specific or instant pot, just like regular pots, pans. And like, we make it work. That's like the beauty of it is that I'm there to make sure it works for whatever you have. So if you don't have a sheet pan, maybe you have a a lasagna dish that you can roast the vegetables in. It's not ideal, but it's going to be fine. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or like you can use your toaster oven if your oven's not working or an air fryer or, you know, you might have to saute your steak instead of bake it or, you know, like there's different ways to make every single thing. So I don't think I'm ever worried that unless you have zero kitchen supplies, that's a problem, obviously. Yeah. 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 No, because, you know, some of the people here in Los Angeles, we have small places. You're yeah. in New York. Oh, for sure. You know, so yeah, I just wanted to know like getting started, like what's the starter kit for somebody to join your, your membership program. And it sounds like they don't need much, just, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just show up and try it. You know, I mean, I think maybe you won't be able to make every single recipe, for instance, like if you don't have a rice pot or a pot with a lid that fits tight, maybe you won't be able to make rice, but you can buy the 90 second package of rice and still enjoy the meal that's healthy and home cooked and everything like that. Like it's okay to take shortcuts for sure. And then uh, just before we go, I want you to talk about, you have like a one-on-one coaching program as well, right? Um, So actually I only, um, so Modern Meal Prep is a group coaching program. I, right now I'm concentrating on the group program because I think that number one, it went from eight weeks to a five month program because I really want people to be able to live life during the program. And I think when you have it for five months, number one, you have me for five months. 
And by the time you figure out kind of what kind of meal prepper you are, how many, how much food you need to cook a week for your family, you know, getting rid of the leftovers and things like that, like knowing what to do with everything. And then the second part of that is like kind of living life with that new routine. And because there's the holidays and the new year and the Jewish holidays, and there's so much thing, you know, Martin Luther King and all this stuff. So like everything goes through this program starts in September, goes through January purposely so that number one, busy people don't feel like they're missing out. So we only have calls like every other week, but in between you have me around the clock on like a walkie talkie app. So I'll be literally in your pocket every single day of the five months essentially. And I'm always going to be there for questions and things like that. And then the group gets to support you too, share ideas you know, lessons learned, things like that. So I think the group aspect's also really nice. You don't feel alone. And um, yeah, so it's a group program. We have guest coaches come in. Uh, They also get the membership for prep and party for free for the whole year. So, and it takes you through that whole new year slump where you come back from Mm -hmm. the holidays and you might feel like you want to start a new habit. But at this point, you're already going to be in the habit. So it's really like, I'm really excited about it because I think it's going to be really supportive and educational, but also fun and like real life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, the whole all in this thing together and accountability yeah. is so necessary and giving people five months instead of eight weeks, because so often we fall exactly. off. You know, after the the eight weeks or even sometimes after a month, it's like we're done mm-hmm. and no one knows. Yeah. No one knows because it's just us trying it on exactly. our own. But if you are in a group where a coach is checking for you or your classmates are like, wait, where's Carla? I haven't seen yeah. her this week. You feel like, You're oh, missing it's out. so inclusive. Yes. And also, listen, it is an investment, right? And the investment that you're putting in is also the investment sort of that you're going to make back because you're not going to be spending those extra dollars on food that's going to waste, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit, you know, and as much as people think that meal prep is something they know about, there's so like every single client that I've worked with is like, I was so skeptical of like meal prepping. Like I thought it was just like chicken, broccoli, rice every day, like boring, gross, you know, like takes all day to figure out, to do. And it's not about that. And I'm here to like break those, uh, like debunk those myths because everybody can meal prep and, uh, you know, yes, you'll have more energy. You'll be more nourished, whatever. But like, you can still take all the shortcuts. You could still, it's really about like, finding your, like your niche into the, in the meal prep, like world. There's so many, it could look so different for so many different people. And that's actually what I'm going to be talking about at my masterclass, which is in August at the end of August, um, just taking back time and how time, like how the time you do have for free can be used to meal prep without like much effort. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives you time to spend stressing out about other stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Like one less decision you have to make every day is food. But but how many how many people do you know wake up and think about what's for dinner like immediately? Yeah, oh, like yeah. especially if you're a mom yeah. or a parent, you're always thinking about what's for dinner. So like that eliminates yeah. like your whole stress of the day almost. Mm-hmm. 
whether you have cooked it on Sunday or Monday or you're cooking it the day of, you know what's for dinner. So like all the decision making that leads up to actually cooking is done. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah we we yeah we talk about so many uh, you know generational wealth and all of this leaving a legacy like let's leave a legacy of like good health and good habits that we put into place for our kids and our families and you know it's not necessarily like you may not have any kids but you have other family members that you are talking to about what's going on in your life and some of the things that are making your life easier. And, and more doable and giving you some, like you said, some of your time back, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So generational health is also really, really important. And I think that's a lot of what you're doing with your programs and you're making it fun, yeah. which is so cool. And the other thing, one um, more thing that people don't think about even, I don't think like when they think about meal prep is that it's also helping our planet. Like it's, sust- it's, it's helping you be more sustainable like, yes, I'm helping you build a sustainable routine that can stick throughout life's challenges, right? Like in all aspects of life, but also sustainable in the way that you're not wasting as much food. You're not wasting as many dollars on food that goes to waste. So our landfills are not getting as filled up. We're not collecting um, takeout containers that are plastic that can't get recycled. All those things is like a huge ripple effect. And then if you feel better and you show up to work fed and energized, then guess what? Your your assistant is also going to feel energized and and excited about it's you know it it goes into everything your sleep your your hygiene your your wellness like yeah everyone has to eat yeah I, I love it. it's yeah it's it's just a responsible thing to do it's a responsible thing to do and you know lately as i've been going out and drinking less wine with my meals and really just kind of focusing in on what am i actually doing and putting into my body i realize how much time energy and money i've been spending dining out and could probably save so much more if i had a system in place and you know, even my midsection, I, you know, we talked about this and we <laughs> talked before this, talked about menopause and the things that happen with our, our hormonal changes okay. and our midsections. And I think a lot of that comes with us kind of trying to do life the way that we did life in our 20s and 30s. <laughs> yes. And, you know, when you get in your 50s like me, it's like, wait, what is, whose body is this? Yeah. Well, girl, you just do, doing the same things that you were doing before your 50s. You can't do that anymore. And so like focusing in on the things that you're talking about, I think they're going to help with that as well. And like you said, it kind of trickles into other areas of our life, our sleep hygiene, you know, the way that we handle stress at work or in our businesses, all of those things, they all inform each other. Um, So I will put the information on how people can get in touch with you and get your ebook and your masterclass. It's just, when when is your masterclass? The masterclass is August 23rd. Um, Okay. Yeah. But my, and my program starts September 7th and the first prep and party is September 10th. So. Okay. Okay. Good to know. I will get this episode up before then so that, that people can join in on time. Um, I have two questions for you. Um, The first question I ask all of the guests, uh, number, number one thing on your bucket list, what do you have to do before you leave this? Oh my God. I need to go to Italy. Like, can you believe it? First of all, I love pizza and pasta too, but like a foodie who has never been to Italy, gotta go. Got some great food yeah, there. I, I hope. Pretty amazing. Yeah. 
I, I've been twice. I haven't been a whole bunch of places, but I've been twice. And I'm like, I would still go again before I go, yeah. before I go to a, a number of other places. But yeah, that sounds like a good bucket. Do you know where you'd like to go? I don't care as long as the pizza is good and the wine is flowing. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. Sounds like sounds like a good probably Flor yeah. probably Florence first or maybe Rome or I honestly have no idea. Mm -hmm. Just somewhere someone has to take me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went uh the first time I went was my first trip out of the country. I went on a bike wine tour. Oh, did you through the Tuscan Was it Crossroads? No, it was Duvine. Okay. You'll have to send me the info. Look I will, I will. It's a Duvine cycle tours mm. or something like that and um we stayed in like these little castles all over the place and we made food and we went to sienna and like had the best pizza i've ever had in my entire life oh my god so you might want to do uh the duvine tuscan wine tour i might maybe <laughs> that might be something you want to do all right um okay last question uh gysb stands for get your sexy back okay so when you first heard the word sexy whatever age that was what did you think about that? And then how has the word evolved for you? <laughs> oh, well, I feel like when I was growing up, like everything was so taboo, like period, sexy, you know, like, so I was very immature kid. So that was like, could not talk about that without like giggling. Um, but now I feel like sexy just means, or like, it just, it's almost like a feeling like, you just feel sexy, like whether it's like your the food that you're serving somebody, it could be like any sort of what you're wearing, um, even just like the mood you're in. Uh, I think sexy can mean a lot of different things, but it's more about just feeling good, like feeling good for within yourself. Yeah, and it's just taking ownership of the word and making it mean whatever you want it to mean. Like, it's just, it's not a sexual thing. So yeah. I totally agree with that. Like meal prep is sexy. Um, and I think my job is sexy. Is. I think like when I tell people about what I do, they're like, wow, that is so cool. Like, I that makes me feel sexy, cool, I think. <laughs> it's really a cool gig. Like, seriously, like this thing that you've created and the way that you've designed it, it's like you get to do what you're passionate about, help other people and you know, make your money. I love it. And it just, like, that's what everybody desires. We don't all get to find yeah. that, but it sounds like you've definitely found your niche and you're, you're doing a great job and you're also a personal chef, right? Yeah. So I, I, half my job is like cooking for people. And then the other half is like teaching people how to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. so, Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on Thanks, today. Thank you. It was so fun. I can't wait to, it was, I can't yeah. wait to hear the episode. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. And um, if you guys want to uh, follow Elia, I will make sure that all of her information is here at the bottom of the show notes. And then if you want to stay connected with me, Miss GYSB, I can be found on all social media platforms at GYSB Movement. I am on YouTube, Instagram, and also on TikTok, mainly on uh, Instagram. You can always email me too at gysbmovement at gmail.com. And then there'll be a Q&A section here on the bottom of the podcast. Feedback. We want to we know your feedback. I'd love it if you would hit the follow button and turn on your notifications. Follow GYSB Talks. 
And um, I look forward to staying connected. Aaliyah, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And um, I will talk. All right. Bye, Carla. Take care. Bye. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.